Hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. It's me, Brendan Bennett. This is Season 2, Episode 2, our pirate special. This one is hosted by Ben Allen. I think it's fitting that Ben should host this one since I'm pretty sure that secretly he's a pirate. So enjoy the episode and see you in a couple of weeks. Please welcome our nerds. Avast, you lovers, and welcome to the Nerd Degree Buccaneer Up Your Ideas, a savage and daring raid on the colonial port town of pirate knowledge from Ara to Zanzibar. We've assembled two bloodthirsty crews of gentlemen and women of fortune that are some of the most feared freebooters ever to helm a desk with microphones on it, and every man or woman jack of them has sworn to show no quarter. So, bring her about, run up the colours, and obtain the latest episode of Game of Thrones through blatantly illegal methods. <laughs> As we set sail for plunder and adventure, my name is Captain Ben Allen, and on my left, uh, a swarthy crew. Introduce yourself, guys. Hello, my name is Andrew. Uh, I, uh, by day, I write about video games, and by night, I cry myself to sleep, wondering what could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kitty. By, uh, by day, I am a t- director of my own litigation practice, and uh, my specialty topic is uh, copyright infringement and, and intellectual property privacy. Piracy, not privacy. Pi- piracy. Um, oh, this will go well then. Yeah, and, um, but by night, same as Andrew. So. <laughs> You're both cry wondering what it could be. Yeah. Uh, first pirate fact of the night uh, far from just all flying the generic Jolly Roger, most pirate captains had their own flag, so. If you guys were a pirate crew, uh, what would you, what would the symbols on your flag be? Well, obviously, we'd start with a bloodthirsty Daxund. Um, <laughs> is that a thing? Is that possible? Can well, you yeah, have a bloodthirsty? They, well, they're dwarf Dobermans, right? So yes. Okay. Um, obviously, with red laser eyes, because it, it's important to put off other people. Yep. Um, but um, but but for our crew, we don't want to scare them away as well. Uh, so. We um we'll have the uh, we'll have the bloodthirsty ducks and sitting on like a nice fluffy pillow. <laughs> well, this with, sounds really intimidating. But to with you, a really collar, of, like razor, like like jagged razors. Yeah, um, but but it will it will have like uh like soft like chew toys that are in the shape of like um I don't know like lollipops or uh, right. But they'll, but they'll be soiled with the blood of its enemies. Mm. So. It's a shame this wasn't an option in the referendum. Uh, with, yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and what what would what would the name of your pirate vessel be? Uh, our pirate ship is called uh, the Prince Albert's Rejection. The Prince Albert's Rejection. <laughs> Very good. The Prince Albert's Rejection. Everybody, give me a hand. <laughs> and the crew on my right. Hi, uh, my name's Century. Um, photographer and graphic designer by day, and Lego hoarder by night. And my name is Jeff Clark. I'm a arts marketer and occasional writer by day, and also arts marketer and occasional writer and parent by night. (laughs) What is your secret? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what what would you guys put on your pirate flag as a pirate crew? Um, We were thinking, like, um, Donald... Donald Trump's wig. Yeah, that's just, pretty scary. Just and it waves, sorry, it waves sorry, in the breeze legally, as well. Legal, legally speaking, we're saying we're, impl- we're saying if Donald Trump were to wear a wig, that's what we would have flying. Or just as here, we can make no a firm statement either way, or any other sort of libelous <laughs> statement. Right. It and doesn't what, really protect you from a defamation lawsuit. <laughs> we brought a, a lawyer with us. Yeah. Um, and and what will the name of your uh, your dread vessel Our be? Our vessel would be called the Scumdog Billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> 
Scum dog billionaire. Very good, very good. We're also joined uh, this evening uh, in the booth by Dan Bain as a series of pirate cliches. That's uh, right, you certainly are. It's me, Dan Bain, professional actor. Yes. And tonight I'll be doing a series of my professional acting yes. voices. <laughs> He's a professional. We spared no expense. We can only afford one pen per team, but we spared no expense. All right. So normally we would like uh, to roll to initiative uh, to decide who goes first, but I'm going to, um, instead I'm going to, Determine who goes first by who can give me the best answer to this joke. What is a pirate's favourite letter? R. Nay, his first love be the sea. Very good, Andrew. <laughs> Very good. You got the second part of the joke there. So, uh, Prince Albert's projection. You, the first question is for you in the nerd quotient round. Who was the... You don't have to... I'm just going to ask you. It's all right. I'm so excited to have a bell. <laughs> who was the most financially successful pirate? That Chinese one. The Chinese one? Yeah. Oh. I can't remember There are a lot of Chinese people. You may have to oh, narrow it down. I'm not saying that Chinese people. Of course, of course, movie piracy is, is rampant in China oh, as well. Oh, that's true. Um, China? Um, is China the answer? China, I believe the pirate you were referring to is uh, Cheng Xiai. Who that had, is the one. Yeah, yeah, and she had a fleet of, uh, include 80,000 sailors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit difficult to determine uh, because of the mist of time and inflation and things. Uh, guys, do you have an idea of who the... The most successful pirate might have been? Uh, Kim, Kim.com. Kim.com? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did pretty well. His mentions for sale, though. So yes. Yeah, yes. Obviously, not going that well. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Ooh. It was Long John Silver. Long was John that? Silver, a fictional character. Again. <laughs> well, uh, um, Ca- Captain Jack Sparrow has taken in a few billion dollars in I will movie tickets. I will give you a point for that, Jeff, because uh, Johnny Depp, as uh, by most estimates, oh. uh, raked in. Two hundred eighty to three hundred fifty million dollars from from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for, though. Um, um, how, how are we how are we determining successful? Like, uh, are, uh, yeah, is it wealth? Is wealth, it wealth? Is it financial wealth, financial wealth, financial wealth. Um, pirates. Um, the dread pirate be, Roberts. Would it because he's living like a king in Patagonia? <laughs> yeah. Would it be the the combined pirates of Silicon Valley? who together created the entire tech industry. Wow. Of uh, Steve, Steve Jobs that, and Bill Gates. That could be, that's a, that's a very creative thinking, but again, I'm looking for an actual pirate that made a lot of money. Um, I, I have a few points there. I think I'm going to give... Uh, oh. I'm going to give... Oh, Sam's got one. Yeah, I'm, I've got one, which is uh, Blackbeard. Blackbeard. It's what, it's one of the pirate names I know. Well done. <laughs> this episode's going to go well for you. Mm. <laughs> um, Blackbeard didn't actually do that well financially. There are a few uh, categories... Goldbeard. This. Goldbeard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there are a few uh, few candidates for this particular. Uh, Bartholomew Roberts is said to have taken over 470 ships. See, I was going to say him, but then you yeah. said it was financial wealth. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you just, oh. but that's a lot of ships. Um, uh, the the two leading candidates so uh, this this guy called Henry Every in uh, 1695, who captured the treasure laden flagship of the Indian Grand Mughal, which was making its way to Mecca. Uh, the Mughal authorities estimated this treasure was worth six hundred thousand pounds at the time. Uh, the East India Company reckoned that was uh, was only three hundred twenty-five thousand pounds. Although they filed a six hundred thousand pound insurance claim. Um, <laughs> so who were the real pirates in this, right. co- in this um, situation? That puts that at around two hundred to four hundred million dollars in today's currency in one go. Uh, but the record holder is probably French pilot uh, pirate Oliver Levasseur, who captured the Portuguese galleon. Nossa Senhora do Cabo, which was literally loaded full of treasures belonging to the Bishop of Goa, 
and the Viceroy of Portugal. Uh, there was so much treasure that they didn't even bother robbing the passengers, which they would normally do. Uh, they noted that um, the booty consisted of bars of gold and silver, dozens of boxes full of golden guineas, diamonds, pearls, silk, art, religious objects, including the flaming cross of Goa, made of pure gold inlaid with diamonds, rubies and emeralds, which was so heavy it required three men to carry it over to their ship. <laughs> what use does a bishop have for all this? Uh, well, stuff? you know, the church, you know, yeah. of poverty. We're talking, um, classic, we're talking classic Catholic church. They, yeah. pulled up, they pulled up to the, the treasure ship shortly after it had been in a storm which forced it to throw all 72 of its cannon overboard. <laughs> <laughs> so it was li- literally sitting there defenseless, and they just pulled up beside it and just cut themselves. We've got to no. lighten the ship. We can either throw this completely useless treasure overboard <laughs> That's right. or these cannons or the cannons. will defend us from so, so, so let me get this straight. The, the, boat, the boat which was carrying a whole heap of treasures for a bishop was forced by an act of God That's to get right. rid of its only means <laughs> of defence. Someone was trying to tell them something. So um, every pirate on that crew received 50,000 gold guineas and 42 diamonds. Wow, wow. And uh, the estimates of the modern dollar equivalent of this uh, boatload of treasure range from 400 million to a billion US dollars that they made themselves up. Uh, Levester himself was later captured and executed. And legend says that when he stood on the scaffold, he had a necklace around his neck containing a cryptogram of 17 lines, throwing it into the crowd while exclaiming, Find my treasure, the one who may understand it. Uh, the cryptogram is, is online, so you can look it up if you're, if you're feeling lucky. Wait, uh, has it been solved? No one solved it. Uh, several people have been trying to for for some time. Well. So, so well, well done, uh, well done there. Um, uh, so the next question, of course, is for uh, Scumdog Bullionaire. Why historically do many pirates seem to have come from the English West Country? Because they're a bad sort. <laughs> people yeah, from the just, West Country are a bad sort. They're just no good down there, you reckon? No, well... Um, was that where most of the sailors came from? A lot of sailors did come from uh, the West Country. And so that's, uh, that's kind of uh, that's, that's a key skill that you need yeah. to be a pirate. I don't think you found many inland pirates. Is the way they talk down there? Yeah, you're on the right track, Sin. <laughs> oh, we are. Okay. We're doing talking right. like this. <clears throat> so they are a lot. Mm. <laughs> is, this, is this real pirates or is this the... the I'm saying, why historically do so many seem to come from the West Country? Well, that's because when they would make pirate films... Um, they would go with whatever the uh, stereotypical pirate voice was, which I presume was uh, a bunch of West Country extras. Andrew is, ch- is champing at the bit over here. Andrew, would you like to expand upon this for us? It wasn't. Well, the thing is, stereotypes have to come from somewhere, yeah. right? And they come from one particular actor. That's right. Whose name I cannot remember. Robert but Newton. He played Long John Silver in the 1950 yeah. Disney um, uh, film of, of Treasure Island. Um, and that was his voice. He was like, oh, yar, I'm a pirate. Um, and that movie was so popular that from then on, like, that was just the pirate voice. Yep, that's right. Exactly right. Five points down to there. Well done. Uh, Robert Newton, uh, who was, knew it was, something really who was well into a... Uh, so, so the pirate... Historic, I want to say historically, this dates back to 1950, as Andrew says, um, <laughs> that Newton, he was well into a, a very well-respected stage in film career, uh, when asked to play Long John Silver in, in the 1950 adaptation of Treasure Island, which was Disney's first ever live-action film. Wouldn't it be wonderful if he'd done a different accent and we'd have, like, all the pirates talking like this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Long John Silver! <laughs> it would have been great. Um, um, it's interesting, because there were, like, a whole bunch of pirate movies made before that, yeah. and they're just, like, just like ordinary, like... But if you've ever seen this performance, it's actually amazing. It's just, he was, in, by 1950, he was deeply alcoholic and just <laughs> delivered this performance of swivel-eyed, 
sort of bizarrely accented scenery chewing lunacy. So basically, he was the Johnny Depp of his day. That's right. And, and he then he then um, played uh, Blackbeard in a film two years later, and he cemented that as the pirate accent <laughs> because the pirate the idea, of course, is a pirate accent is the same as the idea of a dentist accent. So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a profession. Yeah. So so the reason that that we believe pirates are like that is because of typecasting. That's right. That's right. Um, I I've actually got a clip. Of uh, Robert Newton playing Blackbeard the pirate, and I should make it. I should make it clear that I have not edited this. And before that, he played this part. This didn't. This this cliche didn't really exist. So, Jamie, if you've got that audio clip of Robert Newton as Blackbeard, that we can have a listen to. Here's your scuttler beyond a doubt. Truss him up for the cat first, Arr, and stripe him till he falls, and dose him with salt. Arr, and when he comes to. And then let him have it again. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's, he's actually going, ah, like a party's going, ah, what's just, my next line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds a lot like Sylvester the Cat. That's right. Yeah. He's just using ah as punctuation, yeah. basically. And now it's a thing that pirates say, thanks to him. So it's quite an achievement. Uh, so, You're doing it too! Yeah. Arr. Thank you, Robert Newton, for that. Um, so, uh, Prince Albert, uh, how is Reykjavik, Iceland? Become a centre of piracy in the modern world. I was going to say that that's where the Pirate Bay is based. No, that, that's that that's Sweden. Across, they're in Sweden. Across the ocean yeah. a little bit. This is in Iceland. Um, oh, Iceland. Is it? Is that um, where like Somali people holiday? <laughs> <laughs> Just for a change of climate. Just is get away in the world. Um, <laughs> when I say Somali people, I mean Somali pirates. Somali and I'm really pirates. Is it because they, um, uh, they nationalised all the banks, and so the only way that you can get money out is via piracy. Via piracy. Um, sea crime. <laughs> you can only make withdrawal from via sea crime. Uh, I'm guessing it's not that. No. <laughs> no. Uh, is it Scumdog? Any ideas? The only place in the world they still make wooden prosthetic legs. <laughs> no. is, is, it the, no. is it the country, that, is it the city that most downloads uh, Game of Thrones episodes? No, no, that is Australia. Ah. <laughs> Australia. Um, what I'm looking for is Reykjavik uh, is where uh, CCP who make EVE Online oh. is based. Now, EVE Online is a, a massively multiplayer game uh, that's mm. been described as like getting into the cockpit of an amazingly cool space battle cruiser and using the ship's computer to open an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> um, but, but not that long ago, um, they, they established a system whereby you could exchange real money uh, into game time, uh, which then um, pegs um, in-game currency at a real-world value. Now, this game time credit can be carried around in your ship um, and people have um, been pirated, space pirated, in the game, carrying uh, huge truckloads of this stuff around. Wasn't the biggest heist like a value of like six hundred thousand US? Yeah, there's there's like, um, like these these heists for this plex that's called plex, which is um, the, the game time chips, and uh, people getting uh, like over a thousand dollars US dollars worth of plex blown up uh, is, is a, now a semi regular event. Um, so uh, space piracy happens all the time. Of course, um, CCP uh, then get $1,000 worth of stuff uh, game time that they never have to provide to anyone because it blows up in space. Um, Scumdog, uh, to which pirate does modern science owe a bit of a debt of gratitude? 
Ooh. Is this a real pirate or a fictional pirate? This is a real pirate. A real okay. pirate. So once again, you can call on back was, on Jeff's real pirate knowledge that was, he demonstrated. Was, was Darwin a pirate? No, Darwin. He was. Darwin, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a point there because you're on the right track. Because Darwin was inspired by this guy. Okay. All right. Um, so someone obviously into. Well, Red beard. Red beard. <laughs> uh, green beard. Green beard. Green beard about the environment. There's not like a whole rainbow of beards out there, Jeff. <laughs> it's just the one. I just thought there were like. Well, I thought there were like. Five different coloured beard pirates and they all assemble to make a super Captain pirate. <laughs> this is what I looked up. That's wizards. Captain Pirate. Captain Pirate. And the, oh. and the Buccaneers. Yeah. That'd be great. No? But okay. No. Um, guys, do you have any ideas over here? And the science Pirates? It's uh, Hugh Grant, isn't it? Hugh Grant. Uh, ah, in, from in the uh, Pirates. Pirates and an Adventure of yeah. Scientists. He does get into some uh, scientific exploits with Charles Darwin. Maybe a bit of a yeah. link. Uh, the guy we're looking for, his name was uh, William Dampier. Uh, and he was an English privateer. Which means to the Spanish, he was a filthy pirate, and uh, he became the first man to circumnavigate the world three times, mostly while he was kicking Spanish ass uh, around the Spanish Main, Panama, Galapagos Islands, Mexico, Chile, the Philippines, even ending up in Australia a couple of times. And uh, the whole time he was sailing around, he was keeping detailed journals of the things he said he uh, saw. He made the the first detailed record of Australian flora and fauna, and uh, later published books which were referred extensively by Charles Darwin who used them to inspire his Beagle expedition, on which he developed his theory of evolution. Mm. Um, furthermore, Dampier, his, uh, his developments in navigation were of use to Captain Cook. Uh, his travels and shipmates inspired Gulliver's Travels, Robinson Crusoe, and The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Uh, a report of his on breadfruit <laughs> influenced the voyage of the HMS Bounty, as in Mutiny on the Bounty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he is cited over 80 times in the Oxford English Dictionary as the author of the first known written use in English of words such as barbecue, avocado, chopsticks, and subspecies. Man, I was, like, really into, like, his, like, his culinary... Oh, like, barbecue, avocado. barbecue, avocado. (laughs) Chopsticks. Uh, Chopsticks. And then, like, subspecies just completely (laughs) killed that day. What what do you think he ate? (laughs) I guess everything's... He barbecued a subspecies. (laughs) Um, Does anyone know what New Zealand's tribute to William Dampier is? Well, it sounds like he did a lot of uh, boat racing. Mm. Boat racing. So, <laughs> so we named the alcoholic the Amer- activity after the, the, the America's him. Cup. America's Cup. The America's Cup. No, um, did he did he uh, create the the habit of uh, New Zealanders barbecuing various subspecies into extinction <laughs> in New Zealand? Uh, close, but actually, Mount Dampier is our third highest mountain. Mm. There you go, named after him. Um, who are we up to here? It's uh, Prince Albert. Uh, why did the world become a bit safer from piracy in the new year? Uh, 2016. Mm. Did some extra people ratify UNCLOS? Eh? Eh? Oh, go on. You've got a legal thing eh? that you're telling us. The UN Convention on the Law of the Sea? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Everyone? I wish that was the answer You now. can't see listeners, but everyone's feeling me. But there is, yeah. the law, there, the, there is actual <laughs> law of yeah, the sea. Of the sea. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I didn't take the paper at uni and I regret it. Literally only this day, but that's, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but it's from from this still. day to this day. Yeah, the whole day. I've been anyway. anyway. Um, uh, it got the world got safer from pirates because um, uh, <laughs> Matt Damon didn't win Best Actor at the Oscars, and he played and he called himself a space pirate in The Martian. Wow, that's a, you've gone on a long walk there. <laughs> <laughs> a long um, walk. Was it? Uh, did 
did Hollywood decide that it would stop making uh, good stuff so people wouldn't pirate it? <laughs> Wasn't it that Netflix really properly started clamping down on other countries using US Netflix? That was very annoying. That uh, I, yeah. But no. Um, you guys got any ideas over here? What happened this year that made the world safer from piracy? Um, did did uh, an old pirate die? Um, <laughs> was, Greybeard, was, he was still kicking around. Yeah. Like, well, Greybeard. 400 he was years called Greybeard now, Greybeard. obviously. Um, I don't know. What, what, what could have happened this year that makes it... Like, has the sea level risen to the point where everyone's just sort of going, all the major pirate ports have been sunk due to climate change? <laughs> like, tracking? Uh, no. Have, like, on Are those sea level rises a good answer? Uh, what I was looking for is that uh, Chinese software piracy collective 3DM uh, decided oh, yeah. in an internal meeting not to crack any more single-player games. I wrote a news article about this. <laughs> um, they decided this in February, which was the Chinese New Year, um, and with a blog post indicated that they were apparently inspired or slash frustrated into this decision by how difficult they were finding it to crack Just Cause 3. Mm-hmm. Um, Scumdog, why is it never productive to obsess over your ex? This, this show's about pirates. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd really not like you bringing up our, our, our various yeah. re- old relationships. No yeah. yeah. Is it yep. their collective ex? Or? Your ex? Do we your have the ex? same ex? Well, I don't know. <laughs> the show is about pirates, though. There is a bit of a clue there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, pirates probably would never have used an ex to mark the spot. No. I mean, that's kind of Ooh. giving it away. An X. Yes. Ah. <laughs> like, yeah. Welcome yeah, to yeah, 30 yeah. seconds ago for everybody else here. <laughs> uh, is, it, is it because um, you should never obsess over your X, as in you should never obsess about an X on a map because it would never actually be on the ground? That's more or less exactly right, Jeff, or close enough. Um, X may mark the spot uh, where the treasure is buried in, in the pirate cliches, but in reality there probably isn't any buried treasure anyway. Um, there, are, there are numerous stories of deathbed confessions and legendary hordes, but only one pirate ever, uh, William Kidd, has ever actually positively recorded as having buried any treasure, uh, which, which he did. To, he hoped to use it as a bargaining tool to clear his name. However, he gave the details to one of his backers, who instead dug it up and used it in evidence against him at his trial, <laughs> after which he was hung and his body uh, remained on show in a cage over the Thames for 20 years. So, wow, they really weren't kidding, were <laughs> So they? his plan turned out well. Um, that hasn't stopped people looking for, for buried treasure, though, uh, quite extensively. Um, we mentioned uh, Levos's cipher before, which people are still having a go at. Um, the most enduring effort, though, has probably um, been come to known as the Oak Island Mystery, which is this uh, place off Nova Scotia that people have been digging up more or less the same spot for 150 years, uh, continuously just finding enough weird <laughs> things to convince them to keep digging. Uh, the most popular theory is that it's pirate treasure, perhaps out of Blackbeard, who is reputed to have said that he buried his treasure when none but Satan and myself can find it. <laughs> uh, but, but random alternate theories contend that what's really down there is anything from Spanish naval treasure to Marie Antoinette's jewels, a vault of the Rosicrucian Secret Society, a Knights Templar treasure, manuscripts that prove Francis Bacon wrote all of Shakespeare's plays, <laughs> or the Ark of the Covenant. Mm. Uh, so or uh, the briefcase from Fargo. Yeah, from Fargo. Yeah. Uh, do you, do, are there any other theories of what might be down at the bottom of Oak Island? Well, it isn't isn't uh, the latest Dan Brown novel? The plot of the latest Dan Brown, Brown novel is. I down think there? that's where we should um, probably put the latest yeah. Dan Brown novel. <laughs> yeah, um, deep underground. Um, apparently, every time they dig it up, it floods again, and they, mm. that's why people are encouraged to come at. Um, can anyone name the the notable nineteenth century author that was inspired by the idea of buried treasure? 
who wrote it into a story that in turn inspired Robert Louis Stevenson to, to write Treasure Island. Jules Verne? Jules Verne, no, not quite. Better known, better known for horror writing. Edgar Allan Poe. It was Edgar Allan Poe, Jeff. Well yeah. done, well done. Uh, he made You'd hope so. I wrote yeah, a play about it. That's right. So. Uh, but that didn't help Andrew no. <laughs> running an article. <laughs> no. uh, so he, he made Kids Buried Treasure the, the basis of his story, The Gold Bug, mm. uh, which was his most widely read work during his own lifetime. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the nerd question round. Uh, Dan Bain is pirate cliche. Uh, what, are, what are the scores like? <laughs> In the corner of a tavern, a mysterious stranger offers to sell you a pair of matched pistols that will assist you in dueling. The crew of Prince Albert's rejection cannot afford them as they only have four points, but the scumdog bullionaires have seven points. Oh, give them a round of applause, everybody. <laughs> Being little Robert Newtons. Um, have you have you got that other Robert Newton clip there as well, Jamie? As as Long John Silver. I think it's the Long John Silver one. This is a pretty good one as well. Now clear up them there shambles, or I'll feed you piecemeal to the rats in the cellar. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's just the Blackbeard clip, isn't it? No, no, no. That's a different one. No, oh, you yeah. just be you just all that pirate is washing over you. <laughs> yeah. Is this whole show just going to be like playing Robert Newton clips? That's right. For your own personal. We're going to drill those into everyone. <laughs> Uh, the next round is the quotes round. Um, pirates and piracy have, of course, inspired hundreds of films, books, games, etc. So I'd like you to ring in when you think you've got the title of the pirate-related media. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, first one, you fight like a dairy farmer. <laughs> Jeff, how appropriate. You fight like a cow from The Secret the of Monkey Secret Island. The Secret of Monkey Island, yes. Well done, of course. Does anyone know, can remember any of the other insults from insult sword fighting in Monkey Island? Yes, um, all all my enemies I've annihilated. The response to which is, with your breath, I'm sure that they suffocated. All that kind of wit. Uh, yes. My last fight ended with my hands covered in blood. I hope now you've learned to stop picking your nose. Uh, so on and so on. Mm. Okay, next one. Uh, many's a long night. I've dreamed of cheese. Toasted, mostly. Somebody craved cheese after a long time. <laughs> stuck on an island. Um... If you were to name one piratey thing... Uh, is it Captain Jack Sparrow and Pirates of the Caribbean? No, Jeff! No, ah. Uh, not oh, political it's, enough. Uh, it's um, uh, uh, Ben Gunn. From? From Treasure Island. Well done, Andrew. Ben Gunn from Treasure <laughs> I Island. I think that guy in a play. <laughs> 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 just I love the way that we're just ignoring all our prior knowledge. <laughs> in this oh, that's, that's, that's You're good. allowed to use your prior knowledge. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't um, bring any of it with me. <laughs> okay, uh, this, this is a bit of a conversation. Put it away, son. It's not worth you getting beat again. You didn't beat me. You ignored the rules of engagement. In a fair fight, I'd kill you. That's not much incentive for me to fight fair, then, is it? Captain Jack Sparrow there you Pirates go. of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. But you don't get any points because you already blew your load on it, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> can only guess once per, per round. Uh, next one. The governor introduces you to his young daughter. She is currently being courted by Count Randolph, but she seems interested in you. Pirates, the video game. Or Sid Meier's Pirates. Yes, Sid Meier's Pirates. You can either make pleasant conversation or propose marriage. <laughs> Those are your two options. That, that, uh, was, that was my mistake when I was dating. Um, yes, <laughs> Sid Meier's Pirates. Okay, uh, next quote. Beware, lads, beware. What, the one-legged man? Aye, but also beware running with scissors already on the pointy object. That is Billy Bones in Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Played Treasure by Island. Billy Connolly. Yes, it's all fun and games until somebody loses an eye. Ah! 
Billy Connolly apparently took great pride in being the, the first person ever to die in a Muppet film. It's <laughs> yeah. mm. a record that he holds. And finally in the quote round, there's got to be something other than being a fisherman or kidnapping people. Maybe in America, Irish. Maybe in America. Uh, that's in Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. Um, and uh, uh, both of those actors were nominated for Academy Awards. There you are. And neither one. The modern pirate film. So yes, the story of... Uh, the Somali parts. It's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a really good movie. And prior knowledge has come to your rescue for once. <laughs> good, though, that brings us to the end of the quotes round. Series of pirate cliches. Uh, what's the score? Well, I'll tell you, Lieutenant, we'll hunt down the Prince Albert's rejection shortly, but they've only stolen six points. Our priority has to be the crew of the scumdog billionaire, for they've stolen ten points. Ten points, give them a round of applause. Thank you, Lieutenant. Um, So the next round is the audio round, and it is entitled Don't Get Your Shanties in a Bunch. Now, (laughs) if you've played Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, uh, you know it's a pirate-themed game, and if you're anything like me, you spend hours just sailing around listening to your men sing sea shanties. So uh, I've got a number of clips here of sea shanties from, uh, from Black Flag. Uh, after the Black Frag. It's the multiplayer Black Frag. That's right. Um, they're going to they're play, and I'm going to ask each team to tell me what the next lyrics oh, in the oh, in the sea shanty are. <laughs> okay, the yeah. next line of the sea shanty. Uh, so we'll start uh, over here with Prince Albert. If you've got clip one there, Jamie. Let's all listen to some scenes. Seven long years I courted little Sally. Way bully in the alley. But all she did was... All she did was what? Uh, eat food in the galley. <laughs> Name me Kelly. <laughs> Name you Kelly. Eat food in the galley. Guys, any advances on that? Uh, donate to the Sallies. <laughs> <laughs> what you did was donate to the Sally. That's a better version of that song. I think you should get a point for that. Date Sir Walter Raleigh. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Two points for an actual pirate and then answer. Jeff, Eat Jeff. ice cream and jelly. Uh, Eat ice cream and jelly. Watch uh, on the telly. Watch on the telly. Call a mobster Pally. <laughs> Pally. <laughs> um, can we hear the answer there, Jamie, to that one? For seven long years I courted little Sally. Way, bully in the alley. But all she did was dilly and dally. Bully down and shin bone She dillied and dallied. Maybe she dilly and dallied dating Sir Walter Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, don't know. She might have been stringing him along. Yeah. Uh, okay, next one is for Scumdog. Oh, as I was going to Darbeach, was on a market day. I met the finest ramsail that ever was fed up on a... That's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie, lie, lie. This ram and I got drunk, sir, as drunk as drunk could be. And when we sobered up... (laughs) We got drunk again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Turned out that she was a he. (laughs) Uh, I had an STD. I had an STD. When we sobered up, so I had an STD. Guys, uh, 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 any And when we sobered up, we really had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Such when, a common post-drinking experience. <laughs> when we sobered up, we had sailed right out to sea. Oh! Ooh. Oh! Can you play the answer there? 
This ram and I got drunk, sir, as drunk as drunk could be. And when we sobered up, sir, we were far away out at sea. Oh, give her a voice! Oh. <laughs> Extra oh, points the most obvious rhyme. I know. <laughs> Just hey. think piratey. Okay, uh, Prince Albert, this next one's for you guys. And when we get to Kingston Town, the heave ho is there we'll drink and sorrow drown. Good morning, ladies all. Them gals down south are free and gay with a heave ho They're free and gay down south. There ain't a game they don't like to play. <laughs> it could be a euphemism, I suppose. If it's, pirate, if it's pirates, it's probably a euphemism. <laughs> Any advance on uh, games to play? And when I am king of Kingston Town, surely I will need a queen and a castle and everything. That's from Kingston Town <laughs> by UB40. Doesn't, doesn't quite scan. No. <laughs> UB40, not big on the shinty. Okay. Uh, all right, let, we better hear the answer to that one, I think, Jeremy. I'm not getting close. Them gals down south are free and gay with a heave oh, home. When them will spend our hard on pain. Good morning, ladies all. Yeah, because they're pirates, right? So yeah. yeah, see, I, I just I just had this horrible feeling that it was going to be body. But they're just, like, spending money. Just on, spending on money. This, on, you know, on, 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 on the ladies. Them out for a nice time. On, ladies, like on the ladies. Buying them tea. And, uh, Taking them to a UB40 concert. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, a couple more. A couple more. One for Scumdog here. I drink whiskey when I can. Whiskey, Johnny. I drink it out of an old tin can. Whiskey for my Johnny O. Whiskey gave me a broken nose. Whiskey, Johnny. Whiskey made me. Break, uh, make me overdose. <laughs> Trip over my toes. Both those things probably possible. Uh, uh, strike a pose. Strike a pose. Whiskey made me strike a pose. Uh, down, made, made me go below. <laughs> Whiskey made me go below. Break my nose. Made me put on hose. Made me put on hose. Made me red as a rose. Close. There's probably, I think, the only O's rhyme that you actually said yet. Made me work till close. Ooh. Indisclose. Indisclose. <laughs> like just not finishing the word. Indisposed? Yeah. Indisposed. Yeah. Uh, let's hear it, Jim. Whiskey gave me a broken nose Whiskey, Johnny Whiskey made me pawn my toes Whiskey for my johnny I think we can pawn my clothes Pawn my clothes Which I think we can make You've got a pretty serious alcohol problem (laughs) (laughs) At the point that you pawn your clothes (laughs) Just give me your clothes Uh, And one more I'll I'll put this up for anyone Uh, if If you go to the last one Jamie, I think it's on there. Uh, so anyone can can have a crack at this one. Good luck. England, all Ireland. England, all Ireland. England, all Ireland. England, all Ireland. <laughs> Good guess, but yeah. no, no. What about the Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Jeff. Very good. We'll give you some points there. Since there were a number of notable Welsh parts, but that's uh, no. Any any further guesses on that one? Uh, screw the screw the whole damn lot. 
<laughs> I'm not sure where I am. <laughs> Possibly after pulling your clothes for whiskey, it's not surprising. Yes, we're sailing out to sea. Uh, let's let's hear it, Jeremy. England, all Ireland. England, all Ireland. England, all Ireland. Ali, Ali, oh. Very good. That brings us to the end of Don't Get Your Shanties in a Bunch. <laughs> a high-scoring round, if ever there was one. <laughs> Dan Bain is pirate cliches. What are the scores looking like now? Ah! Prince Albert's rejection. <laughs> seven points. Ah! Scumdog billionaire. Fourteen points. Oh, give them ah! a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you, Talking Parrot. Uh, the next round is called... Talk the plank. I here have got a series of piratey uh, expressions or nautical terms, and I'd like you guys to buzz in if you think you know what they mean. So, the first one is futtick. Uh It's um, when when pirates get very hungry at sea. Um, sometimes they have to uh, uh, resort to cannibalism. Mm. And they start with the person with the fattest buttocks. Um, oh, and so, so uh, the the meat that is cut off uh, is is called futtick. The futtick meat. Yeah, that might be true, but no, no, not what we're looking for. Guys, any idea of what a futtick is? When they're drunk, they can't say their swear words properly, so there's just like yeah, futtick, 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 futtick. Yeah, mm. not quite. Uh, the futtick, the futticks are the curved strips of wood that make up the underside of a ship. Uh, so basically buttocks. Basically yeah. buttocks. Uh, pleading the belly. Pleading the belly. Oh, is that um, when you use pregnancy as a defence against being hung? That's exactly right, Jeff. Uh, it's a I've ta- never done it. A tactic used by, <laughs> by female pirates, including probably the most famous uh, female pirates, Anne Body and Mary Reed, pleaded the belly, claiming they were pregnant and so they couldn't be hung. Mm. And it sort of worked for both of them, really. Mm. Uh, splice the main brace. That's not a good... Oh. Uh, I was going to say that's to do with the sail, isn't it? That's what I thought. Oh. I was is way it, up on oh, it. Is it, it's, it's a genetic engineering term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're making a hybrid, <laughs> yeah. making a hybrid you, ship. You, uh, you're you're um, uh, creating a hybrid of um, uh, a, a mainframe engineer and um, uh, like an orthodontist. No, no. It's good though, but that would be ungodly. But uh, Chief, did you think you had an idea? I, I was, I was pretty much going for the answer. All right. Um, um, what it actually means is to—it's an order given on board naval vessels to issue the crew with an alcoholic drink, oh. and that's what splice the main brace means. Because originally, uh, as Katie, as you alluded to, uh, to do with sails, that it was one of the most difficult emergency repair jobs aboard a sailing ship, braces being the lines that control the angle of the, the yard arms. And uh, if the main brace was shot away, it was usually necessary to repair it under fire, and everybody would have a celebratory drink if they managed to do it afterwards. And then it just became a term for just having a drink. drink. Everybody spliced the main brace. And if they didn't manage to do it, they all died. They all died, and nobody had a drink. Uh, Next one is Jack Ketch. It's uh, write an incomplete version of a Jack Ketchum novel. (laughs) No. Um, to vomit. No, that's, that's, I quite like that, though. I'd have a Jack Ketch, but yeah. no. Okay. It's a game where they fire cannons at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Ketch. That sounds dangerous. Uh, Jack Ketch was uh, the hangman. 
there was an actual Jack Ketch, uh, was an infamous executioner who was employed by King Charles II, who was so terrible at his job that he became a euphemism. Famously, after executing Lord Russell uh, at a beheading, which the victim suffered horrifically under blow by blow, each excruciating but not in itself lethal, uh, Jack Ketch was moved to write and publish a pamphlet titled Apology, in which he excused his performance with the claim that Lord Russell had failed to dispose himself as was most suitable and that he was therefore distracted while taking aim on his neck. So, like, it wasn't my fault, it was his fault. Uh, what is it to, to do to crack Jenny's teacup? It's pretty, say, is this a family show? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much probably what you think. Yeah, is, it, is, it, is it for a pirate to lose his virginity? No, not, well, maybe. Maybe. To have relations with a lady. Well, to go and visit the, a brothel. Right. Spend the night in a brothel. Is to... and, and, like, order... order. Tea, tea, and then, tea. And then, then correct really clumsily so because you're a pirate and just like rigorous in the lovemaking. Is that what <laughs> no? Just because like if you're if you're drinking tea while it literally means just to go sex, and, like, and go and spend a night in a brothel. I'm off like to correct you're gonna have problems because like you're not going yeah, like, yeah. to be able to hold the bed breakfast teacup steady. Yeah, one thing. Is it also possibly where the term storm in a teacup came from? Making a big deal over nothing. But I don't. If that's a euphemism, if the teacup is a euphemism, what is a storm in a teacup? <laughs> exactly. I don't think it's got your thinking now, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Kekel fruit. What are those? Oh, it's obvious, obviously a parrot's balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is bird related. Um, eggs. Eggs. Yes, kekel fruit are chickens' eggs. Chickens' eggs. Uh, a couple more. The captain's daughter. Off limits. <laughs> <laughs> Or have I forgotten the rules? That, no, that, that would probably be... Uh, it's, come, it's come to be known as the captain's daughter, kind of for that reason. Oh, is it the, the captain's bathroom? No, no. Uh, it was the cat of nine tails, uh, the, the whip that was used as punishment, mm. and it was, came to be known as the captain's daughter because, in principle, it was used under the captain's authority. <laughs> so... <Delightful>. Wow. <laughs> yes. Woo. And last one... Pirates were not cool. They eh? were not cool. <laughs> um, and the last one is Scuttlebutt. Oh, is that when everyone on the ship had worms? Oh. <laughs> that, in which case you didn't want to eat their fucking... No, they all scuttled around on their butts like dogs. Like. No, uh, it's, of course, it's, it's come to mean... Rumours. It's come to mean rumours. And this is, it, it stems from this term. It's an original nautical term meaning Scuttlebutt. Um... It's uh, it's because um, uh, when you when you spread rumors, um, of course, uh, you get you get like this. Uh, when people are spreading rumors, there's this faint like sort of murmuring um, sound uh, that kind of permeates the, the whole environment because oh, everybody's right. going and like it sounds like a lot of really really small farts at once. I'm going to give you a point just for that, Andrew, but you're totally wrong. Uh, was the scuttlebutt the method of communicating the captain's orders through the ship? Kind like, of. Um, like it was, um, like there was like a phone tree on a ship, because obviously they didn't have like <laughs> internal broadcasting. The, so the, the scuttlebutt. would make an order and then it would get passed like to, to a couple of people and then they'd tell two people well, and then they'd tell two that's people. that's the kind of so thing that happened on the ship, but it, yeah. Um, is it something that, like uh, a message in a bottle? So you'd like, you'd scuttle... The, 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 the message, as in, like, you'd throw it over 
overboard and, and jettison it to the sea, and it would float well, and was spread it, the information. You've got almost the correct oh, meaning of oh, scuttle oh, now. Oh, oh. Was, it, was it the least tasty part of the cuttlefish? It's cuttlebutt. It's the cuttlebutt. <laughs> Was it what was left once you scuttled the ship? As in, like, the, the butt the, of the ship? The butt of the ship after being scuttled. Well, you're onto the right meaning of scuttle now. Um, scuttle meaning breached, uh, and the butt was a cask. And what the scuttlebutt actually was was uh, the drinking water keg. Uh, and the, the, the water cooler. The water cooler. Oh it was literally God. where everybody stood around <laughs> talking about what was going on in the ship as they all lined up to get a, <laughs> to drink of water. So oh, it's basically the. Did you office... hear young Jim crack Jenny's teacup the other day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Why do um, we talk like this? Oh, because of a movie. Yar. Because <laughs> so of Robert. Going back to what, um, you know, spreading the. Spreading the, the rumors. Yeah, that's right, because uh, they would. Uh, exchanging stories standing around the water cooler of the ship, the, the water cask. Yeah. Uh, so that. So that's the end of, uh, of Talkie Plank. Uh, again, heavy, heavy scoring. Um, pirate cliches, what are the scores looking like now? Hello, it's me, Kira Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Albert's rejection has 10 points, but Scumdog Bullionaire have 16. Oh, oh give him a round of applause, everybody. Two pieces of eight for us. Right. Never get back to Tortuga this week. No, no. Uh, well, that brings us on to the the final round, uh, the classic nerd degree round. Who would win? Now uh, uh, we're going to divide into two sides here. Discuss who will win in the epic Mortal Kombat that is to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're uh, leading there, um, scum dog there. You're going to be on the side of pirates, mm-hmm. and pirates. Uh, over here. Uh, Prince Albert, you guys are going to be on the side of ninjas. Oh! Now the classic internet battle. Now um, this uh, this uh, round will be worth five points, uh, but because I'm heavily biased against pirates, uh, I'm going to give you ten points if ninjas win. Uh, so it's your chance to take out the game because they shouldn't because pirates are awesome. Um, but if you do, yeah. So so um, uh, as as the favourites, uh, pirates. I'll I'll give you uh, I'll give you a good minute to to establish why pirates would win this uh, battle. Oh, you have a question. What is the forum for this discussion? Oh, the forum of this discussion. We need to establish like a... <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if the rules of um, procedural decorum apply or not. Well, well we, uh, we care not for rules <laughs> yeah, of procedural decorum. Dealing, we are dealing with pirates. Uh, so we'll see. They might get a bit rowdy. So, so, so pirates, why, why would you win? Well, uh, obviously, uh, pirates would win in a battle against ninjas because uh, pirates are a hearty crew. Uh, they work together... They have a ship, they have a vessel that they travel in, yeah. whereas uh, ninjas uh, tend to be more solitary and mistrusting of one yeah, another. The, the pirates are sea-hardened, you know, nothing is going to phase them. They can face up to almost any, you know, um, adversary. Um, they have prosthetic limbs, which means that they can fend off, you know, any kind of mm. bladed weapon. Muskets. They use they use guns. Yeah, guns. guns. They use gu- guns. Guns is a pretty strong advantage. Guns are yeah. bringing. A... Don't bring a katana to a gunfight. Yeah, so so ninjas, you're bringing you're bringing a sword to a gunfight. Uh, what do you what do you got? It's true, but um, the thing about ninjas is that uh, they don't require a sword or a gun. In fact, they don't require any weapons at all mm. because their their chief weapon is surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, you're talking about the, the sea hardiness of the pirates. Uh, obviously, ninjas work. 
just as effectively on land and sea, which means that they, they cover the whole globe and possibly space. And yes, and air, <laughs> because uh, because ninjas, of course, are well known for their leaping abilities. All oh, right. Um, and and but and how can you even how can you really f like the pirates may have this you know, these great big shows of force, but how can you fight that which you cannot see? Mm, true. True. Yeah. I, I kind of characterize pirates as kind of bumbling, kind of foolhardy, like kind of like they're quite cute. Um, ninjas are really, really hardcore. You don't Focused. see them. You don't. You don't sort of. Oh, I don't know. I, I think that the, the, the sheer violence and their, their dedication is much more than mm. kind of. Uh, pirates are often drunk. Ninjas don't. True. Get drunk. We just did hear a lot of a lot of songs about whiskey. Yeah. Um, and they, they 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 cut straight precisely to where. They need to, whereas pirates are just kind of these flailing. Uh, pirates, they they the accuse you of being flailing, uh, uh, drunken. Yes. They've also got the the advantage on uh, different types of terrain. I'm going to say the fight's happening on a beach, so there's water, <laughs> okay. beach, there's okay. water and land. Yeah, great. So there's neutral okay. ground. Well, the, the f first thing is that uh, people clad entirely in black on a beach are going to stick out like a sore. It thumb. could be at night though. They're still going to stand out against the sand. Sand sands. is very reflective. It's largely, <laughs> large, largely reflective. The majority of beaches are, um, are, are, are lighted colour at night. If you've ever been on a beach at night, uh, you'll note that the sand does tend to glow. And there's one thing that they haven't thought about and they talk about in the unseen uh, weapons is that um, we've got biological warfare. Mm. Uh, we have scurvy, dysentery, dysentery. <laughs> malaria, you know, malaria. up in the Caribbean. Yep, tropical yep, diseases. That, you know, that we are oh, you know, right. immune it's, to and yeah. we can fire... At them. Yep. Now, now the ninjas they are no, the ninjas are wielding weapons. Sure, that's fine. But we've we've got people whose bodies are actually weapons. We've got pig legs. We've got hooks. We've got. Uh, they say we won't be able to see them coming. Many of these pirates have already learned how to function with only one eye. <laughs> they wear eye patches. They have adapted to their environments. Negative bread. Yes. <laughs> so ninjas, they're, they're coming at you. They've got they've got biological weapons. They've, they've learned to adapt to the pirates. <laughs> Guys, I can't help but notice that they didn't actually address my, my um, central criticism, which was that they are uh, kind of buffoons, kind of sort of like what well, I was saying. They didn't repeat that. Saying that they have scurvy, scurvy. It's about a contagious condition. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only going to work against the pirates. Also, that's ninjas, a very good point. I mean, a lot, like, they spend a lot of their allotment of time talking about how uh, you know ninjas wear black. Ninjas do have the capacity to change their clothing, so that's not a that's not going to be a, a big impediment to yeah. them. But, and, and you know, like pirates don't have the <coughs> because they pawned their clothes. Yeah. Um, and if you talk about bodies being weapons, I mean, come on. Ninjas train literally their whole lives their to whole turn bodies. their bodies into weapons. Mm. They don't even they don't need hooks or pegs or any of that shit. Like they could they could do more damage with a finger than uh, a pirate could do with a whole body. Yeah. Okay. Or even a partial body with bits attached to All it. Alright, pirates, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you twenty seconds to, to sum up why you would win this to this epic contest for the ages. Well the central com complaint they've made, which is that they seem to be buffoons, is underlying is, is missing out the central thing about pirates, which are, which is that pirates are happy. Pirates are a, a rowdy bunch of friends and mates palling about on the seas. They have not spent hundreds of they have not spent hundreds upon thousands of hours trapped in a monastery or changing things. They they sure ninjas can 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 have learned how to fight, but how they learn have they learned how to live? What have they got to lose? Pirates have got booty. They've got they've got they've got they've got Jenny's teacups to crack. They've got they've got uh, they've got so much more than a ninja could ever hope to have. Pirates are. Fun 
and exciting, and they are going to fight till their last <coughs> breath. Well, so you better them? put on your red and brown ninja pants because <laughs> there's going to be blood in the water. I'm going to stop you, Jeff. Good to see pirate pressure. Good to. So the pirates, the pirates were going, but the pirates have lived. The ninjas have not lived. Ninjas, twenty seconds to to sum it up for us. Jeff, if your argument was who has the better lifestyle, which one should, which one would you go to if you're a new recruit? Pirates, perhaps maybe better, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about who could effectively win and take over the world. Mm. I'm going to let um, Andrew finish us off. That's right. I think uh, Jeff said it all when he said the pirates would fight to their last breath. They will fight to their last breath, but ninjas will continue breathing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a question of. Who would win? And I have to quote um, uh, the, uh, the, the immortal words of uh, Robert Van Winkle, a.k.a. Vanilla Ice, when I say, when you have to pick a side, go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> there we go. Give them both a round of applause there, everybody. Well, that's a, that's a very tough call. So we're going to let the audience decide this age-old internet debate. So... If you think that pirates would win in this fight, please applaud now. And if you think that ninjas would win, please applaud now. Well, that seems like a clear win for ninjas. So I'm giving it to pirates, everybody. Pirates, ladies and gentlemen. Pirates have stolen the victory. It's the problem. Uh, which brings us to the, the end of uh, the episode. Uh, so, pirate cliches of Dan Bain. Sum up the uh, sum up the, the scores for us. Hi, my name's Dan Bain, professional actor, and this episode will be submitted as my audition reel to Radio New Zealand. <laughs> Tonight, uh, we've had a fierce battle. Uh, the crew of the Prince Albert's Rejection have a massive. Ten points that they've accumulated over the course of the last three hours. Uh, but the winners tonight, by cheating, uh, Scumdog Billionaire with 21 points. Give them a round of applause, everybody. Well, that brings us to the end of A New Degree in Bucking Up Your Ideas. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll see you all again next time. Good night.